We're recording. Oh, good. Oh, good. Okay, episode three. We just had a fight. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, things got a little testy, but we're here anyway. Let's well, because you don't believe in climate change. I, that's not what I said. Okay, like, we're talking about climate change today. Yes, that's today's topic, and we'll see how far we get. <laughs> blow up. <laughs> not good for publication. Okay, okay. Should we start over? No, I like it. So we're talking about climate change today. Hello, everyone. Yep, we're back. Episode three. We decided to take on a relatively simple topic, (laughs) like climate change and all of the implications. So we know people who blindly accept climate change is not real and blindly accept that it is real. Yeah. I feel like most people blindly accept that it is real, including me. But there's reason to do that. Uh... Yeah, well, I'm not sure you should blindly accept anything, but there seems to be a lot of evidence. By blindly accept, I mean I'm convinced, but I'm not doing the science. Right. So why are you so convinced? Because so many smart people are saying this is a problem. And yes, an issue isn't just because there's a bandwagon associated with it, but I just think it's an issue. Right. I mean, our government is here to protect us, and they're saying it's an issue. Although, you know, some people aren't. Government. Uh, you you don't think it's to be feared. Let's hear your case. I'm not on necessarily on the other side of the issue. I'm not an anti. What are they called? Anti climate change deniers. <laughs> oh, deniers. Right. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a denier. I, I would say that you're you're characterizing me as something that I'm not. Um, <laughs> but as you know, I taught this course in energy and environment. Mm-hmm. The last year I was teaching, so I did sort of take a deep dive into some of the issues, and I'm curious about listening to the other side and trying to get to the root of this issue. Well, then we should have someone else on the pod. We uh, don't have you, anyone from the other side. You want a real denier. Well, I don't think we have the knowledge to debunk their claims. Right. Well, yeah, we have talked to people who have taken a deep dive into some of these subjects and decided that it's not a big issue. Smart people that you admire. Yeah, I would say so. That's not necessarily that I agree with everything they say. I was hoping to take a deeper dive into this issue. Already on this podcast, you wanted to go at it scientifically. Well, I think it's beneficial to bring up some of the science. So is that a yes? Yes. Thank you. Do you think it's something to fear? So, I mean, what do you mean by fear? I don't think fear is always a good reaction. Right. But I I think it's something that we should probably address. Uh, It's a question of priorities. What comes before it? I don't know. Human trafficking? I mean... uh, Right. I've heard people from my generation say, I'm not sure if I want to have kids because they'll be born into a world that's doomed Mm. because... You know, it's just going to spiral. You know, people are saying, Bill Gates is saying, if we don't fix it by 2050, the world will exterminate us. And, you know, I'll be 48 in 2050. That's scary. You'll probably be dead. Not to be morbid or... That's jury. (laughs) Yeah, but what I'm saying is your generation, you don't have that much to worry about. You've never heard that perspective? Um, well, I do admire Bill Gates a lot, although I think I feel like he's more optimistic about the future, usually. Yeah, he's optimistic, but he's cautiously optimistic. 
Right. But that's what he said. I, I went to his talk on in January. So, yeah, I mean, well, part of the issue is uh, well, I don't want to throw out my hands and say we can't do anything. I mean, I, I think the human race is very resilient. Um, certainly mm-hmm. they've been faced with issues in the past and have have soldiered on. Yeah. So the prognosis is that the earth will just get too hot to live in or, or too watery. Well, hot is misleading because some places will get colder. Mm. It's just getting, it'll just get more polarized, I think. And I mean, I'm sure we've already seen an increase in hurricanes and storms. Right. Like, there were like five hurricanes the one year that devastated when the one that hit Houston and then Costa Rica, maybe. Yeah, they've been pretty bad. Yeah. We are not in, in their path. So it's not necessarily the, the temperature per se, but the, the storms that the change in temperatures is causing and the, the droughts in some places. Yeah, the droughts. The extremes are just getting a lot worse. Yeah. Bill Gates told a story. When he went, he went somewhere, I think it was India, and um, he went to one of the farms and um, they had like, their rainy season was just like... It was so over the top. Their crops were wiped out for the season. Mm. And, like, that's their income. Like, these poor farmers and their families, that's their income. So they didn't have an income for that season because... The monsoons. Yeah, but but it it was over the top. It wasn't normal. And that was in 2005 or something, the early 2000s. Right. So these non-normals are happening a lot more frequently. Um, You say the human race is resilient, and that's probably true. I I think I have a skewed view because I've been so privileged my whole life. Mm. You know, people in Central PA, they're just they're just doing their own thing. A lot of them do care, but not in 8th grade. Yeah. And then and then yeah. when I went down here and I went to the the preppy school that I did, some of those girls didn't know that it was an issue. This happened just before shutdown. I remember I was talking about it in one of my history classes. We were watching a documentary and one of the seniors she was like i i didn't i didn't know it was such a big deal mm. and i know she's very wealthy but like a lot of them are very wealthy and they don't right. know life has been given to them on a silver spoon so they're either coming from a denier background or just uh, oblivious background. Yeah, so... Well, with regards to central Pennsylvania, actually, you know, there's a lot of farmers there, so they so they sense the climate change. You know, they, their livelihood is goes by the seasons, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if things... And they've had... We've had a lot of, like, late frosts in recent years. Yeah, in which March. Have, well, even in May, I think, which, you know, so the blooms come out and, you know, whole apple crops have been wiped out. Right. Because of these um, these frosts, which happen in very atypical times of the right. year, so... But I don't... I didn't know one farmer. So, yeah, I don't know... I mean, the majority is not farmers, for sure. They just own the majority of the land. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just remember having casual conversations with people and... Yeah. I'm talking about farmers or okay. Um, what have we done to reduce our waste? So yeah, I, I feel like we are well. We we are, we're sensitive to the issue and we try to live. I always feel like I'm not doing enough. Yeah, well that is a problem. That's uh, I know it is because I I know every time I drive somewhere. I'm mm. like, Ugh. So what do we do? To reduce waste. Right. Uh, well, we're doing a few things, but uh, how how is waste uh, connected to climate change again? Well, we want to leave as little footprint as possible. 
You can agree with that, right? Sure, we know that from camping, of course, but yeah. Yeah, and, well, there, the, I, there's probably two um, factors. One, buying the stuff, buying mm. the waste. It, it takes, it, like, it takes manufacturing to produce that, and then we buy it, so we're supporting that. That's so that's, a, that's an argument for, you know, eating all produce and you know, being all green and stuff. Um, another argument is, I mean, yes, it goes to the landfill, but, like, plastic stays around for hundreds of years. Yeah. And it's just piling up, and that's not good. Well, I I, I, I agree. We should reduce our weight. I, I agree with all that. My, my issue is, is that, you know, there's just a lot of pollution in the air. I want to breathe cleaner air. Uh, that's, you know, I want to go into the city and not have to breathe the exhaust fumes from a lot of cars. And I, I think... These exhaust fumes are killing people, especially children. But that's not directly related to climate change. I mean, climate change is the carbon dioxide that the cars are putting out. So there's kind of a lot of interlocking issues that you can fix kind of all at the same time if you do it conscientiously enough. But in my opinion, I think people should be talking more about air pollution because people breathe air pollution. Everybody knows it. (laughs) I don't realize it at all. Oh, I do. I do. You must be super sensitive, because I... So you don't notice a change from living down here versus living up in... When you go back to Lewisburg. I, like, not consciously, no. It's... Mm, Or when you go into the... I rarely go into the city. Mm. But when you're behind a bus, obviously smell the gas. And when you're right behind a car, yeah. But that's the same in central PA. I, I Yeah, it doesn't bother me. I mean... If I lived in Beijing, yeah. Right. Where they have smog days because they can't see. Right. But that's because China's manufacturing is all screwed up. You know, they don't have a lot of regulation. Anyway, what was the original question? Are we, what are we doing as a household, as a family? So we, I feel like we do pretty well. Well, we, you, we have those vegetable bags, which I thought was a great idea. Yeah, you, well, that was a Christmas gift. On, during Christmas, you're, you get me, and I guess the family, like, you, you make an yeah. effort to get sustainability gifts. Right. Well, so, this, yeah, this Christmas especially. So a few years ago, you got me the, um, reusable produce bags so you know when you go to the grocery store and there's that big roll and you take a new one every time yeah like that's so ridiculous so you got me like little mesh things right and we always use yeah reusable grocery bags we'll have a lot of them now so when i go to the grocery store and i see someone using plastic bags i i'm i'm speechless i'm like are you living under a rock yeah it is so easy trader joe's makes you pay like 15 cents a bag yeah or like 35 cents a bag or something yeah they were going to which i think is really smart yeah there was a law in philadelphia that they were going to not allow them really yeah and then i think it was passed i think it was about to be implemented and then the pandemic hit and the lockdown and and they thought it would be stressful i don't know what happened to it but they were going to do away with plastic bags i think in in all of philadelphia which would not affect us of course we're one of the Outer counties. Um, oh, when we go to Acme. That's true. Anyway, that's true. Um, we also, I've been trying to eat less meat. Yeah. Because agriculture is 15% of emissions. I don't, mm-hmm. th- I don't think a lot of people realize that. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's probably true. I, I th- Out of that 15%, cows are 8%. So cows make up 8%, 8% of emissions. Just cows. I mean, even if uh, we took away all industrial processes and maybe cows, 
I mean, we breathe out carbon dioxide, right? So there's still, mm-hmm. there's still uh, some... Of course, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, the trees are there to take care of that. Right, the, yeah, the issue is that it's becoming a little out of balance. And then the trees are being burned down. Yeah, that's a To problem. make room for cows. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's um. a little distressing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting that you, in your generation, you said two things. You said one thing that... People, people you talk to your age are not having kids because they're so worried. Well, the people my age aren't having kids regardless right now, but right, but they I have to... heard that fear, yes. And then, and then you have the other types of people who don't even realize that climate changes. Mm-hmm. So, I guess they're gonna yeah. have. Kids. <laughs> That's not gonna affect them. Well, yeah, she she was like, I just want my bourbon and live in Margate, and <laughs> I'm just. Grow yeah. up. Ugh. Well, it is. Anyway, yeah. Um, last thing that we do that I could think of, at least, we didn't start doing this because of climate. You you just like when there's a big temperature change between the outdoor and the indoor. It temperature differential, yeah. Yeah, so when it's summer, you want it like 80 degrees in the house because it's 90 outside. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, think- I mean, when people come visit, um, when one of my brother's came, friends came visit, I remember this. He was like sweating like, wow, you guys don't really like air conditioning. But it's like it it's frustrating. In the summer I don't mind it until I try to sleep. And then mm. it's just so hard to sleep get to sleep sometimes. Mm. Yeah. In the winter I don't mind it at all. I just put a big comfy on and I yeah. I'm nice and cozy. Yeah. Our house is typically colder than normal in the winter and typically a little bit warmer than yeah. the typical person's house would be in the summer. But um yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's partially because um, I'm value-oriented. And, uh, well, in the summer especially, I think air conditioning takes away the summer. Right. And yeah. when I think about it, like, you're, you're cooling the inside because the outside is too hot. But when you're cooling the inside, you're making the outside hotter. Yes. Because you're putting hot air out. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is, uh, yeah. The air conditioning makes it, yeah, worse. It yeah. Makes the situation, uh, yeah. It's such a slippery slope, and so many people don't realize it because they've just had air conditioning their whole yeah. life, and they can't wait to get back in the 70 degrees yeah. in the summer. There's definitely is an addiction to air conditioning out there. Well, and I get it. It's comfortable. You don't think it's comfortable, but it's comfortable. Yeah, I hate but, in the summer. I like I like hot weather. Yeah, I do. you do. I, 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 yeah, I like the hot, the, the heat soaking into my joints. I can just feel it. I, I'm achy and cold all winter. So <laughs> as soon as it's hot and it, if it's 85 outside, that's, that's perfect. 90, you know, that's still very nice. You know, it really has to get up to 95 before I'll start to say eh, it's a little bit too warm out here. Yeah. You just gotta have a lot of shade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of other things. I mean, you brought up. You introduced us to bamboo toothbrushes. I thought that was oh, a great yeah. idea. And, and we hang the laundry out. We hang the laundry out. Well, bamboo toothbrushes, I just want to note on that. Bamboo is better because it takes less time to grow. Mm. It grows like a foot a day. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. And they're compostable. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to put it in our compost pile, but right. I think it's... I, that's well, another thing I wanted to bring up. I think we could do better on compost. Mm. Um. We, we're trying. We had a really good compost back in Central PA. Mm-hmm. Dad made it. It was like the wooden thing. 
Right. And now we just don't have that much space. Yeah, we don't have as much space. But yeah. I don't really know how to improve it, but I think we could. There's a co- there are compost companies mm. that works like recycling, and you just put throw your compostable items in the like a five pound bin, and mm-hmm. then they bring it pick it up every week or something. Or yeah, which I don't know how expensive they are, but. Well, I told you growing up, you know, my mom used to put the separate the garbage, the white garbage from the trash, and the uh, the New Jersey farmers would pick it up for their pigs. See, that's incredible. Yeah, like that's so smart. Yeah, yeah. That every every week, the the New Jersey farmers would come through the alleys and pick up the garbage. Yeah, and I I think they started passing laws because I'm sure the pigs, like you know, nobody's really sure what they were feeding the pigs. I guess right. if they separated it out, but I don't know when it stopped. Um, yeah, there are I'm so sure many there were th- regulations involved. That, there are so many things like that happened you know, 50 years ago, but they don't happen anymore because we are trying to, you know, survive. We're not, we yeah. don't want to get diseases and that's how, you know, right. diseases are passed. Right. But at the same time, it's, yeah. it was so, it made so much more sense. It made, it, yeah, it kind of uh, closed the loop there and yeah. Oh, and another thing is I have a diva cup for uh, my period. <laughs> oh, you're going to put that out there. Yeah. that Well, that's, well, that's it's, good. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. There are so many yeah. benefits. I never, <laughs> I'm sure. And yeah, reduces a lot on waste. I, yes. And, and it's yeah. so much more comfortable. I just, if you're interested, just go look into it. <laughs> and it's so much cheaper. <laughs> so I'm much... sure half of the people listening probably have no idea what you're talking about, but. <laughs> well, that's because our only listener is dad. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. But for, you know, yeah, check, check them out. The uh, Well, so many of cup, these yeah. options are in the... There are, and boy, you save money. That, I already said that. Yeah. And, and another option that I've seen just because I follow sustainability influencers is um, when you have a baby, there's reusable diapers. Oh, and that well, would save a lot of waste. Well, I was put in reusable diapers as a as a child. I'm sure now, you when were. we when we had kids, we did look into that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think people that were doing it, you know, used a diaper service to take. The, oh, okay, to clean it. Yeah, and a lot of people would do that. The richer people, when reusable when they before they had disposable diapers we right. use a diaper service but yeah. then the diaper service is driving around and you know i don't yeah so you would have to clean it at your home yeah, uh, yeah. but anyway so many of these options are so much less cheaper like if you go vegetarian that's so much less cheaper than so much cheaper so yeah yeah, yeah so, so much cheaper sorry yeah if you go vegetarian that's so much cheaper than eating meat why are people so divided or why are a lot of smart people divided on this. Intelligent, educated people divided. Yeah. Well, th- to be honest, I don't know a lot of deniers. I guess I do. Yeah, I, I think of some people when they look into the numbers, um, they don't always add up. I mean, I mean, I think one of their theories is that it's, it's a question of economics. Like the Diva Cup does make a lot of sense because it's cheaper, it's more comfortable. So, but things that are actually more expensive, like some people will say, well, it, it takes more energy to recycle than to just 
um, make something new. So you're actually using energy to recycle. Mm-hmm. One of the things they, they always bring up is this ethanol, which is the corn fuel. But it takes like eight gallons of gasoline to make seven gallons of ethanol. <laughs> doesn't really make right. sense. Right, that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> or I, I, might, I probably have those numbers wrong. I think it was like seven gallons right. of gasoline to make eight gallons of ethanol. So it's not... So, you know, there, a lot of um, environmentalists are really pushing ethanol, but it doesn't... The corn fuel, but it, it kind of doesn't make sense. It, it's heavily subsidized. Um, I have a different perspective. I remember in elementary school, people would push recycling a lot. Now... Being in the Instagram sustainability community, people don't push recycling. They push reuse and repair mm. um, and get things that will last you forever. Right. La- they, recycling is the, the last option right. in the circle. And that is the smartest because, well, when you try and buy things that will are quality... Mm. It, it, that's when you save money. Right. I think, th- and then I think there's a lot of people who just believe that we need to eat meat every day. Red meat. So Why would they believe that? Um, because that's the way they grew up and because I guess, I think there is something that says, you know, there's something in red meat that you're not going to get anywhere else. Uh, yeah, I'm B12 sure. Of whatever. course, there are benefits. Right. They don't even have to eat as much, you know. People probably don't like I weed a little bit, but we yeah. eat it every day. I mean, red meat. I can't remember the last time I read meat. Is sausage red meat? Uh, yeah. Well, that's you know we're talking about beef, like tacos. You like your tacos, certainly. Yeah. Which we make with ground beef and the meatballs. I guess yeah, that's an argument, but I I don't notice it in me. I feel fine, and I. Rarely yeah. eat it. So but we know a lot of people who like a good steak. <laughs> of course, a good steak is yummy. Like it's good. Yeah. I agree, but you Yeah, when there's nothing I, wrong when with I, a good steak, I guess. When but. I go to Ethan's house, I'm eating meat every day for two meals a day. Oh. So that's probably yeah. It it's like amazing food. Like it's so good, but I get a little tired after a few days. Right. You know. Right. Um Okay, you asked me a question now. Oh, uh, this is a good one. Uh, you know, this issue about nuclear. Oh, yeah. Bill Gates is a big nuclear uh, guy. And uh, what do you think about that? I mean, what I hear from it, it's good. It, it has a poor reputation. But, I mean, it sounds good. Hmm. I, I'm thinking about going into nuclear, actually. Mm. Someone, I, I heard somewhere, I think it might have been Bill Gates, uh, that it's a lot of paperwork. Yes. It is. Um, there's a lot of regulations. I'm sure, yeah. A- around the nuclear. Um, because it it's scary. Well, wasn't Chernobyl nuclear? Yes, but and it was... Fukushima? Diff- yes, they were both so, issues. Yeah, uh, they, they aren't like, good. It's scary. Yeah, but, they, there have been some catastrophic accidents. But, that, um, yeah. like, I, I think there are more deaths attributed to gas-powered plants and coal-powered plants than nuclear. Mm. Yeah. But it's maybe it's normal. That that we're used to that. So Yeah. Yeah, I've always thought it I, I, it's safer to live next to a nuclear plant than a coal fire plant. Right. <laughs> um well cuz the air. Cuz of the air, yeah. Um, yeah. I I used to work in a nuclear plant down 
Yeah, Limerick. Limerick, so. And so I, I'm kind of biased since I, I work at one. And kind of well, like, and Bill Gates thinks it's the answer. Well, he's, uh, yeah, and he's, his, uh, he's funding research into a lot of new nuclear technology, which yeah. is well, he's, be a lot safer. Okay, and he's, they're trying to figure out some, how to make the waste useful, right? Right, and that, that is a problem with the, with the current, uh, nuclear plants is there's, there's producing waste, which they don't know. They're not sure how to dispose of it. Because but, of, it has a half-life of Yeah, a some of thousand. the spent fuel. Yeah. yeah okay. Some of the spent fuel. Oh, do you think the baby boomers are at fault? Yeah, I, um, I saw that question and I thought, well, geez, that's, uh, that's kind of a, a loaded question. The question itself is sort of provoking <laughs> to... To, uh, well, I mean, it, this became an issue when you were a little bit after your coming of age, when you guys were in the workforce. Oh, it, it could be the baby boomers are at fault, but it also could be just wrong place, wrong time. Like, any any generation you would have yeah. acted the same way. Yeah, I always... There are idiots in every generation. <laughs> that's... Well, I'm not going to argue with that point. That's, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> I think that's something we can both agree on. But, uh, you know, yeah, when you, when you lump together, you know, a hundred million people and say you're, you're the problem that's, uh, sweeping up people up into one category is, is sort of problematic to begin with. So, yeah, I'm not sure you can say, I mean, there's been a progression of, you know, modern society develop in a certain way over a certain amount of time, starting with the industrial revolution, right? When the factories came, everybody thought it was a great idea and then they were realized that right they were making the cities all black and unlivable and okay do you think outlook is favorable or are we doomed well i uh i try to be a little bit more optimistic than being doomed so i think uh i think the human race is uh has typically been able to solve problems that that they've been faced with in the past and there's no reason to believe that they won't be able to solve this one even though that's fair yeah, and you know, no one's sure what's going to happen. A lot yeah, of there, there, there have definitely been days when I, weeks, months, when I've had an existential crisis over this. Whenever I'm driving around, like, why, why, what's the point of even existing? But you know, I can't stop my life. I guess. I also have to say is uh, existential crisis is I think quite normal for your age, regardless of. Oh yeah, I I'm, I'm well acquainted with existential crisis, mom. <laughs> okay, another question: How has the public opinion and feelings towards climate change changed over your lifetime? Yeah, it's definitely getting more exposure. I would say. I mean, I I feel like it's increasingly gotten more notice, and I I would say you know the people, some of the people we know, notwithstanding, more and more people are sort of realizing that there's an issue so when did that start to happen i don't know i i I wouldn't say that it was an on-off thing you know it's gradual of course it's gradual i'm i'm kind of wondering if it's when my generation when gen z got on social media and started you Mm. know the activists grew up and became activists Mm. you know The, the social media has you think the social media has influenced the oh, people's definitely. awareness? Well, I wouldn't know anything about it if it weren't for social media. Well, some people your age apparently still don't know it. 
Well, that's mm-hmm. because they fill their social media with <laughs> right field hockey, right, and whatever. Yeah. I mean, not that I don't follow my friends. Not that I'm not saying I have friends, but if I did, not that I wouldn't follow them. But you know, I follow a few sustainability people. Yeah. I, well, it's a good point that the internet and the the uh, media and the access people have to what's going on in the world and people are a lot more aware um but a lot of it was available through tv right Um, but that's i guess since we have free press it's not but still the the executives at these press companies are gatekeepers if mm. people just watched tv like right if people were just watching fox news which people do you know they're they don't they're not very they don't seem very educated Ooh, I don't know if we want to include that, but we'll, we'll probably lose some listeners. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, you, how many channels were on the TV when you were a kid? Four? Uh, no, well, uh, more like six or seven. People are de- are deciding what's going through that channel. Well, people are deciding what's on social media, too, of course. Not necessarily. I mean, yes, they took Trump off, but that's only because he was inciting riots. <laughs> but <laughs> if you, it's generally okay. You can say whatever you want as long as you're not threatening to kill people. Yeah, and I, and I think that's maybe a double-edged sword. If you can say anything you want, how do you know what's true and what's not true? Yeah, that's... That's true. I mean, mm. yeah, people choose what they follow. That's a, that's this is a whole another episode. It's yeah, so it's... frustrating. People choose what they follow and you right. look at what they repost on their stories and it's it's so frustrating. Social uh, media is polarizing people because you only follow things that you're interested in and that things you agree with and, and you only you get more of that. You yeah. get fed oh, of that. So it's so infuriating. So that's why I don't post stuff on my story mm. because I know people, I know there are people out there on the other side of the screen saying, why is she like, this isn't true. Like, why is she reposting this? All right. I think we're done. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. I, I guess we have. This was our most heated episode to <laughs> yeah. date. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how long this experiment's going to last, but. Oh, come on. Well, I'm enjoying myself, but like I said, we'll we'll see how it all sounds. I just get stressed when I think about climate change. Well, uh, maybe not think about it so much. I don't think... I actually have been a lot better. Yeah. I don't but, think about it as yeah, much. Continue to use your bamboo toothbrush and, you know, grocery canvas bags. and Well, leave us a review. Send us an email. <laughs> Savania gir- gals. gals. Savania gals at gmail.com. Ooh. All right. Toodaloo.